Hey everybody, this is Mike. Today is May 27th and uh, today we're going to be talking about rivers and um, you know obviously I talk about I talk about rivers a lot or, or even more specifically the Susquehanna River and, and the Su Sequana. I talked about that a lot in the in the most recent video but now we're going to be a little bit more general and we're going to dive into um, why it matters and uh and particularly like why it matters right now i mean i guess it always matters but um we're coming to a point where uh there's a revealing there's a uh, a revealing um as to what's kind what what is going what is the plan for life on earth um you know if you've been researching uh conspiratorial topics for some period of time you know none of this is a surprise um but now it's it's 100 percent out in the open and there's no um real denying it and um you know the the game is shifting you know it's leveling up and so that's also true within us so part of the revealing is the revelation of of what's going on but then the revelation is also going to be more so about like you know well what do we have you know when a when a door shuts a window opens so there are four key points I, i'm going to try to cover today uh it's going to be understanding rivers as synchronizing vessels you know um here on earth like uh, as an actual you know maybe a tool might be a way of thinking about it but as a mechanism uh, as it relates to the flow of life and then we're going to talk a little bit about um, I mean this is a, the, the what I'm saying about rivers has always been true about life on earth uh, but we also want to look at how this knowledge um, and and this this mechanism has been um, replaced or a layer of reality has been um, placed on top of it which um, has been used to uh, dictate hijack whatever words you want to use you know the flow of life and so we're going to go and see that we're going to see how that was done um, you know most obviously first with money and then we're going to look at what's going on right now with technology and then we're going to um, really understand why it is important because of um, you know everything which is happening right now why why understanding the nature of of rivers and and our natural world is um, you know our um, probably our most tangible our most real um, navigation tool as we uh, as we move through this period of time and then lastly uh, the last point I want to get into um, is then how to apply this information you know and, and and begin to explore because again we're all we're all kind of in this together and we're all learning this we all have different pieces of the puzzle so hopefully this is going to be um, a piece of the puzzle which can be added into um, you know what you already know so let's begin with um, rivers as a synchronizing vessel. Um, you know, let's start with the obvious that, uh, you know, we don't know where we are. We don't know what Earth is. We don't know what space is. We don't know how we got here. We don't know the body. You know, we've got certain ideas and maybe some of them are accurate. Maybe some of them aren't. Maybe some of them are partially. But the truth is we don't really know anything for certain. And so because of that, we, we want to... Um, you know, just be realistic with with um, with our uh, observations and analysis. And then, secondly, though, um, we also want to point out that that when you you're really paying close attention to um, how life works on Earth. Um, navigating it isn't quite as difficult as what we are being um, led to believe and what I mean by navigating is like you know how does your life unfold um, what what um, what sort of uh, uh, 
ways or tools that you can use to to help um, synchronize uh, your own life, your inner life, your actual experiential life with like a, a greater unfolding because that's you know that's the synchronization. Um, and as I said before, you know, it's, it's really not that difficult, um, you know, navigating life. And I think one of the, uh, one of my, um, my, my favorite examples of, you know, what, what, for me personally, what, what, what's very kind of like grounding in terms of like how self-evident life can be. And it's just like, you know, the food that's good for different parts of the body tend to look like, um, the parts of the body they're good for. Like, it's that simple. Um, and so we want to apply that kind of basic understanding um, of, of life being that, you know, it's symbolic, but it's literal, you know, it's a literal symbolism, you know, it's not like something like symbolism, which was created in art form or in poetry or anything like that. This is like, you know, in the, the, the place which we're living, Earth. And so... We want to think about th this here, you know, this talks about the physical body um, and your, your physical experience. But then you also have this thing which is called life, the unfolding of your life. And that's a thing, right? You know, you know, you get up and you do stuff and you go to sleep and then you do more stuff. And, you know, you look back over a period of time and go like, oh, wow, look what I've done. Well, look, at, look where life has taken me. And so that like trajectory of life, you know, that's a thing. That's a real thing. We all understand it, but it's not a thing in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, something you can hold. Um, and so going back to that example of, of you know, what, what's being self, what, what, what's self-evident as it's shown in the material world, we can then apply that, um, we can apply that as we navigate our lives. And so looking at, at symbols, if you will, literal symbols um, would be, Water, uh, specifically flowing water, that flow, that current, um, that is the realist um, expression of, of life. Um, not necessarily being alive, but the experience of life unfolding. Um, you know, you can't, you, you can't grab a current, you can't hold a current, you can measure its speed, I suppose. You can feel it. You take a bucket of water outside of a creek, you know, and that current disappears. Um, it's a thing, but it's not a real thing. And what it is, is it's a symbol of life. And when we begin to look back at, at some of the, the, the practices of, of other human beings that have lived on earth, that have not lived during this time, this time of, of really indoctrinated culture and understanding of reality, uh, we begin to see over and over again the, the, the significance of, of rivers and lakes, but, but primary, primarily rivers and, and, um, uh, the, you know, two examples I like to use frequently is um, is within uh, the Vedic culture in India from, I don't know, was that like three, four thousand years ago, and like the Celtic uh, culture that was that was in Europe. And both of these different cultures, which seemingly um, are, you know, one and the same, or at least uh, from a similar mother culture, um, uh, they had an understanding of of rivers as being um, maybe a, a connection to to the divine, something transcendental, and often associated with with a river is that of a goddess. And you know there there are a lot of ways to to look at 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 what goddess symbolizes or what it means. But I want to talk about. Um, you know, this, this self-evident truth, which is there is some mechanism which is 
controlling the unfolding of life. And, you know, if, if, if that's like too out there for you, you could just think about that as like, you know, the thing that makes certain your heart's beaten and, you know, it makes the moon do whatever the moon does and the sun do what the sun does and the opening and closing of flowers, like, you know, whatever that mechanism is, I'm talking that. But, you know, if we want to make it more personal to the human experience, this, this idea of uh, the interweaving of events and people um, throughout our, our experience of being in body. And so there, if you're paying attention, there certainly seems to be an ordering mechanism behind that. And there, there are lots of, of, of ways which this is described from different perspectives, you know, uh, you know, what God's will, um, I'm particularly partial to um, the Tao Te Ching. Um, that just kind of like speaks to me in terms of understanding uh, this thing which really is, is which we're living within. Um, in the first chapter of the Tao Te Ching, uh, it says that the, the spoken Tao, you know, the, the words you use to describe the Tao is not the true Tao. Um, and I always like that, and, and that's kind of what we're talking about: is this, this, the Tao being um, this, this, this mechanism, this flow of life, uh, which just happens. And and what we want to do is is really be able to um, surrender ourselves into the greater flow and have that flow carry us. Um, but going back to goddess, I think goddess is another symbol of this um, from a, a basic level, uh, you know, the goddess in, in terms of like the capital G, not any one specific goddess, but like, you know, the one goddess of the 10,000 names. She rules over life. She rules over, she rules over birth, life, death, and then rebirth, you know, that whole sort of cycle. And if you want to go and make that a little bit less metaphorical and just be like, you know, that's life, you know, everything happens, you know, something happens, it lives, it dies, and you go and you do something else. And so with this, these ancient um, uh, uh, correlations between rivers or flowing, flowing um, water, flowing is, is, is a word which I like, um, and then the flow of life, um, and then the goddess rolls, rules over it, um, that is... Uh, um, that is a, another indication or a hint which is which is pointing at the um, the significance of being connected to rivers, to flowing water, and being connected to the natural flow of life in the same way that like you know eating um, eating foods that look like certain body parts will then assist in terms of of getting the nutrients to that particular uh to that particular organ or body part um you know the the current the movement of water the the water is life you know all of these sort of things you know as we become more connected with that um in maybe new in different ways what what we're going to um experience is uh you know, a greater, a greater connection with the natural flow of life. Because as, you know, I said before, um, there's an artificial flow which is attempting to, uh, to hijack the particular expression of life, the flow of life. Um, uh, you know, it's always been there, but, um, but right now, it's 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 really um, it's really taken it to the next level. So let's go in. Uh, you know, here's another thing. I, I, I like this article. I talked a little bit about the Vedic cultures, but um, here is this idea of you know within um, within North American uh, Native peoples. You know, the the river is more than a person. It's a sacred place. There's this. There, there, there are many ways of interpreting this, and, and my personal opinion is we're so caught up in looking at it in this very kind of like um, anthropological, um, really, really like uh, um, logic and rational grounded um, understanding, but, but there are clues all around that this, that river and flowing water was just known to, to have a much greater significance within life. Um, 
And what I like here is uh, there, I don't know when this article was written a handful of years ago, but it's talking about how um, there's a new lawsuit uh, um, to give the Colorado River, River personhood status, which, you know, is it's you're still playing into the game of of this artificial um culture and reality by you know you need to have a legal de uh, a legal declaration for something to be so but but regardless i like the uh, uh what i'm tickled by is is you know the how it folds upon itself is because a lot of the the um reasons for life as it is right now is the advent of of the corporate entity having personhood status. And so we're seeing like kind of like, you know, the flip of, of that or the inversion of that inversion, um, uh, coming into existence. I just thought that was a interesting thing. Um, but we want to talk about, um, you know, let's go right here first. Let's go with banking. Uh, So, um, if a river, if this, if the current is, is a representation of the flow of life on earth and by being, um, integrated and, and connected on a, on a, um, significant deep level with this current, well, then what happens is we are naturally in the flow of that and how we know how we know that um, we are in flow, or one of the ways which we know, is through what's known as synchronicity, um, meaningful coincidence. You know, I'd like to think of it as a double-layer coincidence, a poetic coincidence. But it's it's an indication. The synchronicity itself is not like the um, is not is not the mechanism. The synchronicity is the awareness to recognize that the mechanism is in play, and. What we're seeing now is, is, well, let's go to biomimicry. So biomimicry is this idea of, um, of purposefully like designing human created structures in a way that reflect like a, a natural order. And so it mimics this natural order. And, and this can also be thought of as, as sympathetic magic. Sympathetic magic is very much the same thing of mimicking something that shows itself in the natural world to then um, become aligned with its qualities. Um, and we see this biomimicry in all sorts of different ways right now. It's a it's a interesting um, an interesting approach to design in, in multiple contexts. But um, we can see this beginning, like, you know, this, this has been talked about a lot, this, this correlation of how just the, the phonetic sounds of, of the words we use to describe our money system. And our, our money system is, money is what, what, what dictates um, the flow of life on Earth or is a, is a big dictator of it. And we see built into its language set, into its, its word set, is, you know, all of these like double entendres to, to rivers, you know, uh, through, through the banks run the currency, just as the current runs through the river banks. You know, that's this kind of sympathetic magic. And it's also kind of like a biomimicry, and you know, banks have been around for a while, I suppose. And you know, the Templars are, are normally credited with with being the first international banksters. Um, and money has long been, you know, a tool to to um, to to control people. But we're seeing right now, um, we're seeing that that right now really. Uh, being uh, mimicked or replicated within the technological world. And, and that's what's happening right now is this movement towards this one expression of the age of Aquarius in this very Saturnian authoritative way, but linked in with technology. Like right now, like, you know, based upon this worldwide initiation and what, what the plan is, is to, to further enhance everyone's um, reliance and connection to to the computer, to, to the internet, to, to a digital, um, a digital world. And obviously we're using that right now. And, you know, my, my, 
my personal plan is is to be able to not use this as quickly as I can and and, and to use it as little as I can but um, but nonetheless so so what we see right now uh, best best expressed is trying to hijack the natural flow of um, of life of of river magic if you will is through all of these um, the the really the social media and the advertising um, algorithms the way that it can take all of this data you know you 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 mention something to a friend about a possible trip somewhere and your phone overhears and the next thing you know you're getting all your ads on whatever your social media is and it's this is synchronicity this is a this is an inversion of this natural ordering process which happens by you know whatever it is you want to call it and so it feels like synchronicity, like, oh, wow, you know, particularly if you're not like paying, uh, if you're not paying attention, you know, think about someone who, who doesn't necessarily question this, uh, uh, how their life is being handed to them by, by technology. But it seems very much like a synchronicity. It's like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah, a hotel room in, 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 you know, in, in St. Petersburg or what have you. Uh, you know, that's the ad that shows up. And so it feels like a synchronicity. Likewise, like, you know, how people are suggested for you to meet. But, but the bigger thing, I th or the, the stronger, the stronger, um, push on the technological level of, of really like capturing this, this flow of, of life through dictating where that life and how that life is going to be expressed. It's, it's always through money, you know, it's ads. It's so you can go buy things. So it circles back to, um, it circles back to, um, the, uh, this whole sort of like river, um, bio, um, mimicry, this, this river sympathetic magic. Um, you know, just in, in the use of words. But that's not the only place. I mean, you know, we go and what's the... Uh, um, What's our, what, what, what's the, what's the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the biggest, the biggest company on the planet right now? It's, it's Amazon, which is, you know, very much in your face, a replica of river magic and biomimicry and sympathetic magic and all these sort of things. And we can see how Amazon is, um, also really benefiting from, um, benefiting from the worldwide initiation um you know it really seems like all these folks in uh, <laughs> seattle are, are are strongly connected um to this particular plan since we uh mentioned um since we're mentioning amazon i just want to throw this out because you know this just kind of uh is interesting um you know, we've got who, who is Amazon, we've got Jeff Bezos, and, you know, we can spend hours talking about him and particularly, you know, his, his family lineage and connections to the CIA and, and uh, the relationship with the CIA um, for professional services and then also uh, ownership of the Washington Post, which is, you know, a well-established outlet of CIA propaganda. So, you know, uh, this also all goes back to John D. being the, um, the original connector of state-sponsored um, spycraft and, um, and, and uh, magic. But anyway, so, so Bezos... Um, it's an unusual name, right? And I talked a little bit in some past videos looking at, at the name Gates. And so let's go look at Bezos. And it's not, you know, this isn't exactly like a slam dunk, but, you know, we're playing with ideas. We're loose with our ideas, and that allows us freedom to explore. And so the name Bezos, you know, it, it, it's been brought up many times that it, it has this, this very consonant similarity to Beelzebub. You know, who's Beelzebub? Uh, Sometimes it's another name for the devil, similar to Satan. Um, you know, in demonology, it's one of the princes of hell. But Beelzebub is also known as Lord of the Flies. You know, that's what that book, you know, that title was making reference to, is Lord of the Flies. And Lord of the Flies was ultimately a, um, it was a book about survival of the fittest. And so we can see, if, if you're familiar with, with the, um, 
with the the stories which are are circulating about life in the company uh, as an employee working for Amazon you know it's it's this survival of the fittest lord of the flies um uh, uh culture and you know this just kind of ties back into all of this kind of like Beelzebub sort of stuff we'll go even um a layer deeper you know right here here's another article Ultra-competitive, boundary-pushing environment for white-collar workers sets Amazon apart. Will Amazon bring its Lord of the Flies culture to its new facility in Minnesota? Like this, this idea of connecting Lord of the Flies to, to Jeff Beezlebub and Amazon is, is you know, it's, it's, it's replicated, uh, you know, in multiple places. Um, so... So Lord of the, Fly, Lord of the Flies, um, as a book, it deals with social Darwinism, you know. Um, you're probably familiar with, you know, some of the critiques on, Dar on, on Charles Darwin, you know, both his family lineage and, and, and then also how that type of, um, how his, his uh, the ideas he put forth, um, how influential they have been been in terms of shaping our modern world, our modern culture in so many ways, social Darwinism being one of them. And social Darwinism is um, a tenant of at least uh, Anton LaVey uh, style of Satanism, which and also a lot of this Aleister Crowley type of, of, of practice of do as thou will. And, and, and so it's... Uh, Again, you know, it's not my job to tell anyone, you know, how to live or anything like that. Um, but I certain my personal opinion is is um, is uh, uh, you know this is this is a very anti-human and anti-earth um, context. And all this is is these are contexts in terms of or lenses in which we we interpret or view the. Um, the outer world and when we're given like a really really strong context and where it's really bolstered saying like this is the right one you know it becomes very ingratiated into one's consciousness in terms of how they see reality uh you know i i don't subscribe to that i i recognize i see where it takes place and but you know i don't think that's i don't think that's very human i don't think that's very um, true of our, tr uh, a true reflection of our actual nature. Um, so, so right now what's, what's happening is there's, there's, there's such a push. There's such a push to, to really move us in a certain direction. And, and, you know, if you're paying attention, you, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know what's up. You know what. You know what you don't want to do. You know what. You know what path is not the path to take. And you know this is just what what seems to be making the most amount of sense, at least to me right now. Is um, nothing can be forced. It's not going to be forced. Um, you know those are those are like. Um, part of like the threats you know there was a, a a trailer for a movie that came out i don't know this is like maybe like three or four years ago i think it was called gray state and it was like this really like high quality three minute trailer of a movie this guy was going to make of really doing a good job of showing what our what a dystopian future would look like in in america and then the guy mysteriously dies and you know it, it fueled a lot of um a lot of uh, conspiracy talk for a bit, you know, whether or not that whole thing was a false flag, that's my personal opinion, or false flag's not a right, or a psyop, it's a psyop. But what it was done was, it was like to really, to, to put the, uh, um, the fear, the fear and the predictive programming into, into the minds of, of people who are, are beginning to wake up from the dream, but this is, that's just another avenue back into the, to the dream. And that's what we're going to see, is seeing happening. There's all this fear of like, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that and it's going to be mandatory and blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that's going to happen for a variety of reasons. One, um, 
the people that are ultimately behind this are in alignment with spiritual law, which how they practice it, it is through spiritual loopholes. And so they're not going to, they can't force anyone to do anything. Uh, secondly, you know, just from a practical sentiment, um, it's not going to be very feasible. Um, but what does seem feasible and what I think is, is going to be the, the most obvious expression of this is um, uh, the entire system, the entire dream system is going to become completely in lockdown. And unless you comply to all of the measures that are going to be put in front of you, you know, all of the, the medicines, all of the shots, all of the testing, um, you know, you need that if you want to still play in that game, if you want to still play in that world. And there's, there's, uh, there's a, uh, um, you know, this, it's an interesting place when we're going to, when that's really going to come to, to, to fruition, like when, when you're going to have to make that, that decision, that choice, um, because, you know, for most of us, we've, we've been born into this world and we've been, you know, it's been um, ingratiated into our understanding of how to live life and all the things we like and all this sort of stuff. And so it's like, you know, I want that. I don't want to be, I don't want to be um, uh, uh, excommunicated from it. Um, and so that's where the pressure, that's the only real pressure. And, uh, that is going to be forced upon people is like you're going to be excommunicated. And at the same time, the only other um, images that we have been given on what life on earth would look like without, you know, the system is, you know, they're not positive. They're not enjoyable images. You know, that's what Lord of the Flies, the book was about. You know, it's, 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 we're seeing where that or like, you know, some sort of, of stone age type of existence. Um, so those are, uh, are the options. So like, you know, that's, that's what's been peppered in our minds is like, you know, well, you know, um, this is the way you know life. This is what you want. This is, this is what, if you want to still be part of it, this is what it's got to look like. And if you choose not to, well, your other options are kind of shitty. You know, you don't want to live like that. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't want to live like that. I want to live in something else. And so this is where the opportunity exists. It's like, well, um, this is a time of change and, and, immensely, uh, immense, immensely, um, innovative change that, that potential is, 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 you know, at least it's written in the stars, you know, written in the books they've told us to look at. Uh, and so for, if, if we're following a playbook, um, you know, this is a time of great innovation, a time of, of the golden age of humanity, you know, all of the, all of the things which we know could be the highest of expressions of, of, of human form. And the only way that can really, um, truly show itself is to not be part of the dream world. So it's actually, um, it's a benefit that, that, that what what's going to come out what what people are going to be locked out of is really all of the things which you need to be locked out of like they're telling you like this is what this is where the dream is the dream the demarcation for the false sick reality the inversion reality is the world which you only get a ticket to if you go and you you do you jump through all of the proper the proper um hoops and there's just a complete like you know uh omission of what could be possible um, so, I mean, that's a great idea, right? <laughs> you know, it sounds good on paper, I suppose, but then, you know, where does the, the, the rubber meet the road, if you will? And that's why things like, um, why I'm talking about, uh, understanding rivers as a, um, mechanism for flow in life, because we don't know what, we don't know what the future holds. We know what one story which is being, which is being forced down the many people's throats of what the future is going to look like. But, you know, that hasn't materialized yet. I haven't seen that and I'm not feeding that. And, you know, I want to feed something else, but I don't exactly know how you go from here to there. And that's when this whole idea of like, you know, um, 
<laughs> you just take the the one step, you know, which you have in front of you, you know, just one, you know, do the next right thing, if you will. And this is when this idea of being really in alignment with the true synchronizing mechanism of um, of our of our um, more authentic reality, like, you know, I'm open to the fact that all this is a dream or a simulation or what have you, but you know what, this is still, <laughs> this is still where we're living it. So it's, it's, I want to, at least, you know, the way I see it is that's, that's um, what I want to be in alignment with, you know, part of what we're going on. This is, it's, it's set up in such a way, like right now is, is very much a time of this worldwide initiation for your own inner work. You know, that's this opportunity which is, is um, being presented to us. But then there's also how is this going to show itself in your outer world. And your outer world and inner world are, are intimately connected. Um, but by connecting more so with the flow of life, your inner world and your outer world, they match up. And, and how we see that is, and how synchronicity works, is it's like the, the you know, you it's a reassurance and a, a showing up of the window that opens when the door shuts. You know, you don't know what it is, but you're going to, it's going to be undeniably um, obvious when it shows itself. And now more than ever, we need to really begin to utilize these mechanisms as we move through life as the opportunities of new people, of new, of new ways of living show themselves, and they should show themselves in, in the most um, effortless way. I mean, that's how you know it's right. This is not a time of will. You can't fight, you can't fight this, this beast to get back your system, which was always theirs to begin with. This is, this is more of like an inner will of being able to hold the right inner space you know, the, the mental space, the, the heart space in order to, to really flow into, um, into the, uh, the natural current. Um, and one of the reasons why I like to share so much of my own personal experience, and particularly during this time, is because I'm seeing that, you know, um, I'm seeing that so obviously of just, of just like opportunities within even like the, the dream system just presenting itself effortlessly to me as I just take one next, one, the next right step. And so, uh, I share that as maybe a model or, or at the very least reassurance, like, you know, you're not crazy if you're seeing that as well. Um, and, uh, that, yeah, like this is, this is how, this is how this is unfolding. So <clears throat> let's go into, um, let's go into, uh, rivers right now and, 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 and connecting with them. So, so two things. So one is, um, is understanding hierarchies of, of rivers. There's, you know, we have hierarchies of circuitry throughout us, like the circuitry in our brains or neural pathways. Um, they're rivers. You know, it's going through electrical impulses, like it's flowing of life and it's happening internally, which is, affects us externally. You know, it's all these different sort of flows. And there, there are multiple hierarchies. You know, there are more foundational ones and then they're like, you know, more like everyday ones of, of, of how you live your life. And, and so all flowing water is, um, is, is part of this, this flow. You know, there may be different layers in the hierarchy, but the truth is always um, self-evident and it's, it does not require tons and tons of abstract thought. Like, you know, this is meant to be easy. Everything you need is in your own backyard. And so understanding, um, you know, what you're near, like, you know, what is the primary river, like, in your geography, like, on a, on a geo, on a, like, you know, the, the, the physical level, like, what's the biggest river? What's everything, like, flowing into? And then understanding the creeks and the streams nearby you. Um, this is your unique connection with, um, with the flow of earth, with the flow of life on earth. And so, um, 
you know, understanding those hierarchies within your own life. And then I talk a lot about the Susquehanna River. And the reason being is, you know, um, based upon all of the evidence, I've reached the conclusion, it's quite self-evident, that the Susquehanna River is the primary hierarchy in terms of influencing life on Earth. And we see that. And if that's the case, you know, you would see physical or, or material markers. And, you know, that's why I always go back to the age and the Herkimer Diamonds and the Chesapeake Bay, uh, the, uh, um, the, the crater. There, there's in the Chesapeake Bay. It's also, Chesapeake Bay is on top of an ancient supervolcano. Like, you know, this has all the markers and the history. We can go and see that. We're all connected um, to the Susquehanna River, and that river has probably been um, the most um, uh, uh, influenced upon in terms of you know, literally, like, you know, all of the things that have been done upon the rivers have been uh, influencing the, the unfoldment of life on Earth. Um, but there's still, like, a, a, deeper, a deeper truth underneath all of this um, uh, artificial or anything which was created um, by our hands. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it doesn't have to be a bad thing if it's created by human hands. But just go and look and see if it's in harmony with the rest of Earth, you know. I would say all of our culture is an inversion from, from life on Earth, and that's where, you know, I envision, I hold in my imagination of what life on Earth would look like. But nonetheless, knowing your, um, your personal river is very important. Um, and then also understanding the, uh, the, the grandmother river, as I like to refer to it, um, the Susquehanna. Um, I'm planning a trip uh, in, in a couple weeks down to what I call the sisters. They're three sisters. They all formed in the same time period and all in the same general part of Earth, the eastern part of, of North America, and that's the Susquehanna, the French Broad, and the New River. And I plan on um, experiencing those rivers, uh, the New and the French Broad, um, just in terms of, of from my own from my own ex experience of, of like connecting on that level with that with the flow so then the, now the question is like well what does connecting mean you know well well one is is you probably have like a general sense um of what connecting means just by hearing it like you know whether that's going to be physical mental emotional or, or spiritual or, or some combination of all four but but those are the four. Um, these are the ways which you connect. And what happens is like, it's not like I do this and then, but ta-da, you know, a magic box appears and like, you know, here's my, here's, here's, here's my, my compass. Maybe that's how it, ha it, it happens. I haven't seen that happen to me yet. But, but what, what happens is by investing your energies, by, by investing your mental energies, and so that's like literally using your mind, your rational mind, your imaginatory mind in terms of like knowing, knowing like what your geography looks like. Look at those rivers. Look at their names. Look at the history that has taken place upon it. Look at all of the people that have lived there. Begin to ascertain like what are the underlying qualities of the events and the people and the geography and all of this stuff. It's all information. And it's going to tell you about the quality of, of the energy which is which you're tapped into as your life unfolds. And, you know, that should be very exciting. You know, that should be as exciting as um, learning, like, your own inner world, like learning your astrology, learning, you know, uh, about what, what was your childhood like, you know, before age seven, like memories from your parents or siblings, you know. All of that should be exciting is, is pulling together your mystery, but then so is learning your river. Um, and learning it intellectually. And then there should be a physical element with it. Like, you know, actually, like, you know, spending time there. You know, go in and explore, explore it. Hike it. Swim in it. Raft in it. Kayak in it. Canoe in it. Um, but you get the body in it and you experience it that way. And, and everyone's going to have like their, their, their dominant way. Like, you know, some people like intellectually is going to be like the easier thing. Some people like, you know, doing the physical thing is going to be easier. Um, you want to have an emotional connection as well. Um, 
you know, and that's a little bit trickier, but, uh, I mean, just by experiencing it physically and, 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 and having fun, you know, there's obviously emotion with that, but then also going to, going to sacred places, you know, sacred's relative to you. Where does it feel sacred to you? Um, and then being in a certain emotional state, you know, that's a connection. Recognizing that when you go to this river, when you go to this body of water, and you're just there, you know, you don't have to do anything. Uh, I find walking very helpful. Uh, uh, God, I never know how to say the guy's name. He's like a Buddhist monk and he's famous for walking meditations. Fat, Thatch Hit, Thatch Han, you know, he's got three names. He's got a, he's got a, um, uh, something out in France, a village out in France of followers of him. But, but his walking meditations, um, uh, that, is a wonderful way of just like being in the presence of a river or in a natural like body of water. Like, you know, that's a way of connecting the emotional world. And then also the, the fire element, because, you know, air is, air is mind, um, water is emotion, uh, earth is, is material, but then the fire and the fire is like more spiritual, more experiential. You know, it's, it's, it's just look at fire, how it's different than those other three elements. And, you know, doing something special, you know, that could also be incorporated with all of the other, the other, uh, um, activities. But, but by doing that, by, by being conscious of what you're doing, what you are is you're connecting. You are, you are connecting, um, on a, on a deep, deep level. And how it's going to show itself is just like furthering your connection. Not so much from like, you know, taking it away from all of the connection, which is happening right now, you know, just, you know, me recording this, you watching this, you know, we're, we're, we're deepening our connection with, with, with the artificial realm right now. We're swimming in it. But, but what we can do is we can ground, um, and ground with an expectation of what we're grounding into and why we're grounding. Um, uh, you know, that is where we're going to really find, um, we're really going to find like the, the, the connections to something more found, fundamental and foundational than, um, the artificial, which is being built right now. Um, and this is what will, uh, um, assist us through this, this transitional period. Um, a lot of people are going to be called to, to healing, you know. Um, my line of work puts me in touch with a lot of different types of healers, and particularly those who have a strong, um, a strong uh, drive to want to heal the earth, and particularly the waterways. So, you know, if that makes sense to you, if that fits into your experience, if that's true to you, like, you know, I would imagine that's some of the most powerful and beautiful things we can, uh, people can do, um, during this time. Um, and I guess lastly, I want to go and, and round this out, uh, talk about, um, the rights of the 40th parallel. So I wrote this, um, I don't know, like three years ago. And always when I, when I, when I wrote it, um, I had everything which I, I just laid out before you in mind. But, um, you know, some people that, that resonated with, um, some people are like, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> I was always surprised. People are like, that's nutty. Uh, <clears throat> Makes the most amount of sense to me. But anyway, uh, this was one of the ways which I personally, you know, um, have connected on a deep level with, with a river. I didn't do it consciously, like, oh, I'm going to write this so I can connect deeply with a river. No, it's just like this is what happens. I make a lot of, like, art out of um, river rocks. This right here, this big stone, this is, this is, this from the floor of the Susquehanna River. And so I did this on top of it. This is, this is sand and paint. And I put in the golden ratio, the phi spiral, a golden rectangle on it. So that's just like, you know, I show that as another, um, 
way of connecting on a deep fundamental level during this time of like the upper level being all like, you know, they're, they're working on. So anyway, so the, uh, I want to go back to the rights of the 40th parallel. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is I think it's of, of great significance that, particularly if you're watching this, you know, this has to, if you're watching like right now on like what, 50 minutes and, and something about this idea of rivers is, is resonating with you. And undoubtedly, everyone's connected to the Susquehanna River, whether they recognize it or not, if they live, you know, in the area or not. And it is through this, this book, which is a way which you can connect with it. And so, and you know what? I, I have plans. I would love to be able to create other similar types of, 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 um, of guidebooks for other rivers. Um, and so what I did with this one is kind of tell like a, um, you know, I give some, some, some context of looking at, at a river. I don't think I use synchronicity in here, but I did use goddess a lot because you know, the goddess symbology makes the perfect sense. But I identified locations. I identified locations along the river which are, um, you can see there's actual pictures and then like maps, which I made, um, of certain locations and describe the energy associated with it. And so by going to these places with, that have a certain energy and you go there when you need to tap into that particular energy, like this one is destruction, where you go to let things go, where you want to destroy it. This location here is, is inspiration, where you go to be filled with inspiration. And this is a location for balance. And they're all based upon like very like logical reasons why that would be it. But, but this book is a way of being connected with the, um, with the Susquehanna. In fact, I had, um, visions. These pages of the maps, these full pages of the map are, um, they're perforated because I envision people like cutting them out and just like, you know, hanging on your wall or something. Be not so much, not even if you, if you go and you visit and, and, you know, all of these, all of these sites are within, you know, a handful of hours from Philadelphia and New York City and Washington, D.C. Um, but even if you can't, like this is a connection. This is a, this is a energetic symbolic connection by reading through it. Uh, there will be a connection, but then there will also be um, maybe an inspiration to creating something similar, whether it's just for yourself or, or for your entire region, but within your own part of the world where you live. Um, likewise, if, you know, anyone is serious, uh, you know, I'd definitely be um, interested in discussing pe um, with people if, if they wanted to go and do something similar and they needed a little bit of guidance, you know. Um, I think this sort of stuff is really, really important um, during this time. So uh, I think I covered all the points which, which I wanted to do today um, in under an hour. So, so that was good. That was what I was trying to um, do for this talk. So... Um, yeah, feel, uh, make comments. Um, I encourage you to, to, to begin to look at, at water, flowing water in a, in a, in a new way. Um, and allow your own imagination and your own kind of like your own compass to, to, come up with like new expressions in terms of utilizing, um, our, our home, you know, our, our physical home here on earth as the um, way to navigate this particular time. So <laughs> this is Mike and uh, I'm checking out.